You're listening to the Kerry Woodham Mornings Podcast from Newstalk ZB. As we've been discussing, doctors and nurses have raised concerns about the winter ahead given some emergency departments are already over capacity. There are concerns that many hospitals around the country are understaffed and the staff employed are overworked. However, in a good news story, Waikato University's nursing student intake has more than doubled. The school has a record 210 new students attending its two nursing programs this year. Uh, the Acting Dean of Te Huataki Waiora, the School of Health, Dr Jo Lane joins me. Good morning to you. Good morning, Kerry. Why is it that we can have more nurses, but uh, when we've been offered to train more doctors, the government said no? Uh, that's an excellent question. Uh, something that puzzles us as well. Uh, you may recall back in 2017, the University of Waikato uh, put forward a proposal for a graduate entry medical school, mm-hmm. um, and that was similarly rebuffed by the government at the time. I remember that very well. And given how long ago that request was put forward, you'd have doctors halfway through, or at least a good way through, their basic training now. You sure would. You'd be expecting them out into the workforce in the next year or so. You cannot possibly expect nurses to keep working under these conditions, or indeed the young registrars. They're working hours that I would have thought were illegal. Uh, yes, certainly the pressure uh, is on staff that are working in our hospitals and in our primary care uh, providers. And so the question is really when can we have more uh, staff that will be working there? Um, most of the conversations so far have focused on how do we immigrate more uh, stu- more nurses from overseas. Um, but we really want to suggest that uh, training more students domestically uh, is a sustainable solution to the problem. How many of them have been out in the wards and seen what it's like firsthand? Are you referring to our students? Your, your students, yeah. Yeah, so our, um, this year's intake won't go out uh, into wards for a few weeks yet, um, but certainly um, the programmes that are uh, the last couple of years have been out there, they've seen what things are, are like on the front line. Um, pleasingly, they're not um, put off by that challenge and, and really looking forward to being able to contribute to address this workforce shortage. That was my next question because um, I had a couple of parents tell me that their, in this case, daughters, not sons, but their daughters had uh, gone into nursing because they quite liked the look of it on the tally. They were great in passing their exams, but once they got to the pussy end of a gauze dressing, they weren't quite sure anymore. Yeah, that's. Um, I think that's a common um, problem for some students who go out there. And ensuring students get good, I guess, advice, uh, career advice, and have a good realistic understanding of what the job is going to entail I would stress, I guess, that nursing is quite a broad and diverse uh, profession. And so different aspects of nursing can be quite uh, different for for different individuals. And so making sure that a student's going to pursue into an area of nursing that's going to suit their interests, I think, is crucial as well. Yeah, I imagine, you know, a lot of them would be interested in, in mental health, I imagine. Uh, yes, certainly. Mm. It's one of the things that uh, students have been really attracted to our programs here at the University of Waikato. So we take a integrated approach to mental and physical health. And what that means in practice is we don't have standalone papers on mental health. No. Uh, it is uh, we woven all through uh, the program. So it stops being a add-on to a program and starts being a really key uh, component of that. When you have Australian hospitals aggressively targeting well-trained New Zealand nurses, how do we keep your 210 gorgeous young things um, here in New Zealand working within New Zealand hospitals? 
Yeah, that's a that's an excellent question, and that's really going to come down to pay and working conditions, uh, which is outside our scope of influence, um, unfortunately. But it's a key thing for the government to be considering. You know, we do need to have uh, a clear pathways for immigration, clear uh, pathways for domestic training, and we need to ensure that working conditions are going to be encouraging and supportive of staff to retain and stay in the sector here. Traditionally, nurses have been seen as stoic and saintly you know I'm not entirely sure the lady with the lamp image is helpful in this day and age you know I think they possibly need to get stroppier <laughs> yeah I'm not sure I can comment <laughs> on that uh, my own my own experience in the in the healthcare system I've only uh, had and fantastic uh, experiences actually mm-hmm. with the nurses that I've dealt with um, I think we sometimes forget the the power that a nurse has you know when you're in a in hospital mm-hmm. and you know you're really unsure it's an unfamiliar environment perhaps you're in pain the nurse is the frontline person that you're going to be dealing with uh, most um, if you can engage well with them if they're warm they're kind they're empathetic your experience in hospital and and likely your stay in hospital is going to be so much better oh absolutely but they they're very good at advocating for their patients i'd just like to see nurses advocate a bit more strongly for themselves uh, sorry, yeah, I understand the, the comment. Mm. I, I agree. Um, I mean, we do have nursing council and we have the uh, nursing college as well, um, who are, you know, they're great organisations and they've been doing a good job of advocating on behalf of uh, their um, employees uh, or, or members, rather. What I think is is crucial is ensuring that, yeah, they are remembering to advocate for themselves because unless they are continuing to push uh, with government uh, overpay mm. and conditions, um, they're going to continue to get the same uh, sort of situation. It is a difficult uh, problem for the government. I think they're balancing um, demands uh, from a range of different frontline uh, workers. Yeah. And so ensuring there's sufficient investment into frontline workers is crucial. And have you got good interest in the next intake? Uh, yeah, really strong uh, in, uh, interest, actually. Uh, so working out how we um, manage that going forward. Um, I do want to really acknowledge our clinical placement providers uh, for accommodating uh, the growth. Um, it's been really quite rapid. Uh, mm-hmm. And for some programs, like our graduate entry uh, nursing program, uh, demand has been much higher than we had anticipated. And it's fantastic that the uh, clinical placement providers have been able to um, offer additional placements uh, so that we can take students into the programs. And you're still working on getting doctors? Uh, it remains uh, our <laughs> commitment. We still believe uh, that New Zealand needs uh, around about 240 to 300 additional medical training places. Uh, if we were to increase by 240 places, that would put us on par uh, with Australia on a per capita basis. So we're really sitting a long way behind uh, the rest of the world in terms of the number of uh, students that are being trained through uh, for medicine. Thank you so much for your time. I wish you well. Dr Jo Lane, Acting Dean of Te Huataki Waiora, the School of Health at Waikato University. For more from Kerry Woodham Mornings, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.